the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It is not my intention to uh, aggravate you or anger you, uh, but this next segment will, because I'm going to play <laughs> comments from Joe Biden, uh, because he keeps lying, and uh, it's just the same old tired nonsense. I mean, here he is uh, at the White House this morning, just moments ago, uh, making the announcement that we're not going to buy any more Russian oil. The United States is targeting the main artery of Russia's economy. We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. That means Russian oil will no longer be acceptable at U.S. ports, and the American people will deal another powerful blow to Putin's war machine. Okay. Where was this six weeks ago? Where was this six weeks ago? We heard a lot of pontificating about serious sanctions that were really going to cripple Vladimir Putin and we're going to make it as hard as we possibly can on him to fund his war machine and invade Ukraine. And we held back our strongest Trump card until he's already in there, has already bombed cities, has already murdered civilians. Where was this when the sanctions were being announced? Where was this threat? Was it ever mentioned when he's amassing troops on the border of Ukraine, when he's putting his people in position to do what they've done in Ukraine, was this even ever dangled as a threat that the United States of America would do? No, it was not. Um, Here's the nice thing about not having time to listen to the president and just, well, let's play a little game, okay? Let's just play a little game. He's been talking for, eh, I don't know, 10 minutes. He's still at the podium. So I'm back at the beginning of his comments because I wanted you to hear the original statement. It is my contention that every time this man opens his mouth, he does nothing but lie, deceive, or misrepresent you. But I'm going to put my assertion that he does that to the test. I'm going to jump around with my mouse here on the timeline of his address, and I'm going to see how long it takes me after I just, you know, dartboard a comment. Joe Biden. We'll just, we'll just, uh, what do they call this? We'll, uh, we'll not workshop it. We'll just, uh, whatever. We'll just try this live, okay, Alan? We'll see if I'm right. That he just, I can just pick any spot and find out what he's lying about. Shall we? Let's just do this. It's just a little fun exercise right here. Okay. You, me, and the listeners, okay? okay. So I'm at, uh, there's 2522. Let's jump up to 2543. What do you got to say for yourself? Around the world, particularly in Europe, because a united response to Putin's aggression has been my overriding focus to keep all NATO and all of the EU and our allies totally united. Okay. Uh, great. Then how about you lead them rather than react to everything they do? Like, we 
had a lot of people here say, bar him from being part of the SWIFT banking system. No, we didn't want to do that because why? Because Germany and Italy didn't want to do that. And then Germany and Italy said, we probably should do that. And then we did that. So you can say you want to keep everybody together. Well, you're not leading. The person who leads is the one who has the burden of keeping everyone together. You don't get to say, what are they doing? Okay, we'll do that too. And then take credit for keeping everyone together. But you have to be the one who is determining what they do. And if you do it after they do it, you're not the one determining what they do. So there, so far, I'm one for one. Fast forward ahead a little bit more. And his war machine. This is a step that we're taking to inflict further pain on Putin. But there will be cost as well here in the United States. I said I would level with the American people from the beginning. And when I first spoke to this, I said defending freedom is going to cost. It's going to cost us as well in the United States. Republicans and Democrats understand alike understand that. Republicans and Democrats alike have been clear that we must do this. Over the last week. Last night. Last night. Nancy Pelosi has been on board with this for a couple days. Chuck Schumer has been on board with this a couple days. Last night, the White House was, actually, there was a statement released last night by the House Democrats. They had passed the legislation to ban Russian oil, and the White House called them and told them, take that statement down. They then called Schumer and tried to get Schumer to not get not go along with it in the Senate. They have taken this step. Kicking and screaming. And he makes it sound like they were the ones driving it. Total nonsense from Joe Biden, as always. Thousands of tons Try of again. food, two for water, two. and medical supplies <laughs> into Ukraine. And with more on the way. Over the weekend, I sent Secretary Blinken to visit uh, our border between the border between Poland and Ukraine and to Moldova to see what the situation was firsthand and report back. General Milley. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of He went to Budapest. He went to Budapest. He didn't go up to the front lines. What is this man talking about? Do they just tell him they're going to do this and then don't do it? And he just goes out there and sounds like a moron saying that it happened? Value up. They're not going to be able to do that now. We cut Wait, that Russia's sounded like something important. Bank, Let's go back. Worst, less than one American penny. Oh. One ruble, less than one. This sounds like this is going to be four for four. Let's just give him 15 more seconds to make his point. Russian economy to fight, frankly, crater. Crankly? The Russian ruble is now down to 50%. By 50% since Putin's announced his war. One ruble is now worth less than one American penny. One ruble is less than one American penny. And preventing Russia's central bank from propping up the ruble and to keep its value up. They're not going to be able to do that now. We cut the Russians' largest banks from the international financial system and it has crippled their ability to do business with the rest of the world. In addition... Except for China. Except for that, like, country with more people than any country in the world. The one that yesterday morning their foreign minister said that their biggest priority was preserving their business relationship with Russia. We've crippled their ability to do business with the rest of the world except that country that has more people than any other country in the world, except for that. These, by the way, are giant yachts. You've put some of them in your press. I mean, some of them are, I think I've read one was over 400 feet long. I mean, it's, uh, this is worth hundreds of millions of dollars. 
The decision today is not without cost here at home. Putin's war is already hurting American families at the gas pump. Since Putin began his military buildup on Ukrainian borders, just since then, the price of the gas at the pump in America went up 75 cents. And with this action... It's- yeah. No, it's Putin's fault. It's Putin's fault. What was gas? I got it here. I keep it on my phone because I know that eventually I'm going to encounter a fool who voted for Joe Biden. And, and they're it- going to contend that gas prices are 100% driven by Vladimir Putin. One year ago, gas was $2.77. One year ago, during his presidency, it was $2.77. Now it's $1.30 more. He said it went up 70 cents, okay? So there's a 60-cent gap in there that it's gone up before Putin went into Ukraine, and 277 is how much higher than it was under Trump. Considerably higher, 30 to 40 cents more than it was under Trump. What did I say yesterday? The last day Trump was in office, gas nationally was 219. Yeah. 219. So yeah. is Putin's aggression in Ukraine a factor in this? Yes, it is a factor in this. But is it the driving factor, the sole factor? No. Gas was over $3 a gallon because of his actions. Right. His actions. His purposeful actions to send an unmistakable message to U.S. energy producers that we're not interested in importing or having a pipeline, the Keystone XL pipeline, to get Canadian oil here. We are shutting off or at least dramatically reducing drilling on federal lands. We are in court fighting the permitting of at least nine major oil fields in the United States. We're not even going to give them a permit to drill, and all the economic incentives, and you heard Buttigieg talk about those in the clip that I played where he just sounds like an inane moron, all the incentives that the Biden administration is giving, it is giving to the green energy lobby. Is it giving any incentives to any conventional fossil fuel-producing energy companies in the U.S.? Any. No. Who's one of the biggest impediments to the Biden agenda. Joe Manchin from West Virginia. What is one of West Virginia's most marketable commodities? Coal. Do you think Joe Manchin would be fighting the Biden administration if he felt like Biden administration policies were good for his state? And the reason the policies are not good for West Virginians is because the Biden administration is anti-fossil fuels, anti-coal, which does what? What do you do to coal? You burn it. What happens when you burn coal? You get heat. What ha- What do you do with that heat? It produces steam, which drive the turbines, which produce electricity. See, you circled back there <clears throat> to your earlier. I did. See, I learned that. I learned all about turbines and heat <laughs> and everything from Pete Buttigieg. So uh, we'll play more of uh, random Joe Biden lies next on The Bruce Willis Show. If you feel a little lighter in the wallet today, it's not only gas prices. At least if you pay taxes to the city of Columbus, you work here. Uh, your tax dollars today begin paying our new inspector general, Jacqueline Hendricks Moore, the uh, latest uh, person we are bringing in from Detroit in Andrew Ginther's seeming unending effort to turn 
Columbus into uh, the murder capital of the Midwest. Jacqueline Hendricks Moore, the city's first inspector general, uh, comes from the same city that gave us our police chief, Elaine Bryant, and Elaine Bryant's top lieutenant, uh, LaShawna Potts. Uh, Mayor Ginther says that uh, Jacqueline Hendricks Moore's role will include conducting independent investigations into claims of police misconduct and wrongdoing. Sounds like a wonderful part-time job. Except she will be paid a big fat salary and have a million dollar budget. And she will also, quote, work with the Civilian Police Review Board. (laughs) A bunch of uh, woke idealists who hate police and hate the very concept of policing. So uh, our city will continue to be a less safe place thanks to the uh, ongoing efforts of Mayor Andrew Ginther and his city council, which last night, thankfully, lifted the indoor mask mandate in Columbus. If you've been uh, still observing that, well, you're a better person than I am. Uh, And he says he's proud of Columbus residents, if that means anything to you, who fought so hard for so long to beat back COVID-19 in our community. Uh, He says uh, some of those in our community who are not vaccinated or who are immunocompromised, may still want to wear a mask in public and not to browbeat them or mock them or make fun of them. No, don't do that. Don't mock them. Don't make fun of them. Of course, jock Dr. Joseph Gestaldo uh, of Ohio Health is all on board with this because, of course, the science has changed. We now know so much more than we knew before about how cloth masks don't work, even though some of us have been saying it for a year and a half. Dr. Joe is on board with it now. But he does say there will be a pie variant. Oh, I hope it's coconut cream. Uh, cherry. I, I love coconut cream. I like cherry. Oh, that's not what he means. It's P-I, oh, oh. not P-I-E. We're out of luck. Pi is the next letter in the Greek alphabet, Dr. Gestaldo says. See, I told you, smart guy. But anytime you hear of a new variant, it doesn't necessarily need to cause alarm. Well, that's a change. That's a change. He's coming around. Delta was worse than the original and... Omicron was the variant to end all life. So now he's like down with uh, the pandemic going away. Funny how that happens as they get closer to the midterm. COVID becomes so less dangerous. It's an election year. Doesn't it? Yes. (laughs) Uh, But he does say a city mask advisory or another temporary mandate could be put in place if there would be a spike in cases. And this would make a uh, person named Haley Fielding very happy. She was going to the Blue Jackets game at Nationwide Arena last night. And she said she thinks it's too early to lift the mask mandate. She tells ABC6, as things are getting warmer, it will be more appropriate. But right now we are heading into a crowded building filled with people. I just feel more comfortable with my mask on. Would she not feel more comfortable than not going into the building with the crowded people? No, got no, can't do that. Come, Bruce, please. I mean, if she wants to really be comfortable, she please. should just... Lock her doors, go in the basement, got Joe Biden elected president. It would probably benefit her. She wouldn't have to stress about other people and how they're not healthy enough to for her to breathe their air. I don't want people to be scared. I don't want them to walk around in terror and fear of other people. So if she's that scared, I would highly recommend for her psychological well-being, she just stay inside should she until wrap, she feels safe. Should she wrap herself in bubble wrap? Well, I have a big roll of it at home that she could <laughs> maybe borrow. Sure, of course. So there's that. Also this, Andrew Tobias, political reporter for the Cleveland Plain Dealer. 
says uh, Joanne Davidson, the former Ohio House Speaker and Republican National Committee committee woman, and Betty Montgomery, the former State Attorney General and Ohio Republican Party committee woman, both have endorsed Matt Dolan for U.S. Senate. Tobias says Montgomery and Davidson, who were the first women elected to their state offices, are throwbacks to the old Republican Party. I agree with him because I would like to throw them back into the past. He says the party that produced Republicans like Mike DeWine, George Voinovich, and Bob Taft. Now, I ask you, for the culture wars that we are fighting now, telling our elementary school children that, you know, you might be a girl. I know you're a boy, but you don't like to play with trucks, so you might be a girl. Oh, your parents are telling you you're a girl, but I haven't seen you bring a Barbie to school. Chances are you just might be a boy. Don't worry. If you're a boy, a biological boy, a real boy, an authentic boy, you can go through puberty, and if you can't make the basketball team or the swim team or whatever, don't worry about it. All you have to do is realize you are, in fact, a girl, and you can play on the girls' team. This is the kind of Republican that I believe the old Republican, the throwback Republican, is. We don't need those kinds of Republicans now. The battle is in our schools. The battle is in our culture. We need different Republicans now. We need people who recognize the danger. When Mike DeWine stood up there in front of you last year with Dr. Amy Acton behind him, talking to you like you were her child and she was your very concerned mother, do you need that now? Do you need a Republican to hold your hand and tell you what you need to be afraid of? In fact, to tell you that even though you're not afraid, you should be afraid, you should be very afraid. Do you need that kind of Republican anymore? Do you long for a return to the day when you had flatline Republicans like George Voinovich, Bob Taft, and yes, I'll say Mike DeWine as the leader of your party in the state of Ohio? Is that the kind of Republican you want? That is not the kind of Republican that I want. And the reason it's not the kind of Republican that I want is because I feel like we need a different kind of a Republican. I feel like we need Republicans like Bernie Moreno. I feel like we need Republicans like Mike Gibbons. I think we need Republicans who are like Jane Timken. And I think we need Republicans like, yes, Josh Mandel, only I'd prefer he dial it back a little bit. I do not think we need Republicans like Matt Dolan. That's just my own personal opinion. Matt Dolan has, I've stated my objection to Matt Dolan before, I will state it again, I will state it unequivocally, no Republican who co-sponsors the Equality Act in the state of Ohio to give protected status to LGBTQ people who would force you as a florist to sell flowers to a gay wedding, who would force you to make a wedding cake for gay people, who would force gay people, homosexuals, and transgender people to have the exact same legal protections 
as African Americans, Hispanics, Asians, and other minorities. That is not a Republican that I will ever vote for, and that is not a Republican that I will ever endorse for you to vote for. And so, no, I don't think we need Republicans like Betty Montgomery and Mike DeWine and George Voinovich and Bob Taft because their era is past. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.